And it is my honor and privilege to open this morning with a spiritual mind treatment, which is our form of affirmative prayer. So I invite you to join with me in consciousness and know this. One life, one power, one presence is right where I am now. And I know the ever-expanding cosmos is paralleled in the ever-expanding consciousness that is individualized as each and every one of us. And so we grow from awareness to living, from spiritual awareness to spiritual living, embracing and embodying that knowing that God is right where I am, expressing joyfully through and by means of me through and by means of everyone and everything. And so I know that the courage that has gone before me, that has made the path, that has contributed to the expansion of consciousness and the deepening of the power of the presence within each and every one of us has contributed to where we are now joyful expressions of the one life coming together to share, to inspire, and to remind each other lovingly of who and what we are. And so I know that what is known here in this moment is known everywhere and that we are all contributors to the widening and the deepening of the path and the opening of arms and the embracing of all. In the recognition and the acknowledgement of spirit everywhere in everything, in as and through everyone everything, I am elevated to awe awe and wonder and I am willing for that free flowing spirit gracefully and harmoniously to reveal itself as my life and in my world so with a grateful heart knowing that my word is the pathway for the full revelation and expression of this knowing I release with great gratitude, accepting that this is the way it is, and it is, and so it is. I gotta get back into this space. <laughs> okay. Thank you. 
It is my opportunity and my great honor now to introduce our guest speaker for today. This is a wonderful, courageous, pioneering spirit. She was the founder of the New Thought, the very first New Thought Center in Edmonton, which is this center. At that time, it was called the Center for Self-Awareness, and it was founded in 1983. So the great teacher, the inspiring teacher whose shoulders we stand on, has continued to do great work and is known for her loving, warm approach to living, practical, principle. She continues to teach and inspire in Victoria, the Center for Self-Awareness there, since 1985. We stand upon the shoulders of this great teacher, and I invite you to welcome this morning Reverend Gail Schultz. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. So I'm going to see if you are more awake than the first group this morning. I'm going to say good morning to you. You're definitely more awake. <laughs> Thank you for being here in spiritual community this morning. I know there were a lot of other places you could have been. I acknowledge you for that. Self-awareness is no value unless it is lived. And you were called the Center for Self-Awareness, and you were called the Center for uh, uh, Spiritual Awareness, and now you're called the Center for Spiritual Living, and I acknowledge you for that. My topic this morning is Be Bold. And to be bold, that's about courageousness and courage. And I noticed here on these wonderful flags here, courage is at the top. Not the absence of fear or despair, but the strength to conquer them. So it's about not holding back. Boldness is about not hesitating in the face of active or possible, possible danger or rebuff. It's about less wishbone and more backbone, okay? So three things I want to address this morning and be bold. And I usually begin my topics at our center in Victoria by asking a question. And please, I'm going to ask a few questions throughout my time with you. And just know whatever question I ask you, I have asked that question deeply of myself. So first of all, is the infinite presence and power, divine mind, God, whatever you want to label it, enjoying life through and as you? I like to use a couple of acronyms, and I was thinking about life, L-I-F-E, life individualized, fully expressed. Love individualized, fully enjoyed. So that's number one. Is it, in, is it an expression of joy through you? Number two, for us to audaciously examine every area of our life and to see if we're really being bold and courageous in it, to see if there's any area that we're holding back and not stepping forward. 
to really examine our life that way. And number three, it's never too late or too soon for us to say yes to life in a greater, grander way than we have been in the past. So back to my first question. I can only think of the infinite presence and power, divine, universal, life force, mind, God, whatever, in terms of success and love and vitality and abundance and energy. And we are made in that same image and likeness. And it's already been said from the front of the room, we are an idea whose time has come. Anthropologists have noted that we are hardwired in every fiber of our being with an inbuilt desire to consciously connect with God. And sometimes I hesitate with that word with because it almost denotes there's, you know, with, to, instead of one. So I'm going to say it this way. Be consciously aware that we express in God. And you know, we cannot really define that infinite universal life force, divine mind, whatever we want to call it. However, there was one definition that I really like that I heard a while ago, and that was Deepak Chopra said this, infinite consciousness eternally and dynamically unfolding and revealing its wholeness, its wholeness. That's who you are. That's who I am. Infinite consciousness, infinite consciousness. Don't ration your passion. Do you ever ration your passion? Do you ever even think about what you are passionate about? It's our attempt, really, when we ration it, to hold back. And it's like almost, if, if you will, holding back God's presence and power within us from fully expressing. I believe it's... Um, a way of God saying hi to the world when we allow our passion out. I have some members of my family here this morning and my youngest son is in the audience and one of the things that we do when he phones me from here, li lives here in Edmonton, he says, hello! And I know it's Kevin. And I say, hello! Back to him. And it's like a real acknowledgement of you know, I'm here, I'm present, I'm happy to talk to you. I'm full of life. And I love that about him. It takes a lot of courage and boldness to place yourself into an environment that is conducive to your full growth and expression as a spiritual being going through a human experience. It takes courage to do that. It certainly took courage and boldness for you to walk through that door the first time. 
Probably, if you remember back, you may have been a little, whoa, what is this place? <laughs> and that's fine. I read about a sign on a church lawn in Houston, Texas, and it said this, and I 100% agree with it. Lying in bed on Sundays, shouting, Oh God! isn't the same as attending church. <laughs> I think a lot of you got it. <laughs> Are you willing to be God's highest and fullest and most dynamic expression as you in life? It's good questions to ask ourselves. Do not allow disappointment or seeming failure to stop you or hold you back. What would be some seeming setbacks in people's lives? Certainly illness or disease. And I remember years ago in the early 90s when our center brought Dr. Bernie Siegel to our, to our center. He had just written his first bestseller book. And he said something that has lived with me and has been a grounding for me. If someone else, he was speaking of disease now and illness, if someone else has been healed from that, you also can be healed. And if no one else has ever been healed from that, you can be the first. Now, I'm just not saying that. A medical doctor said that many years ago. So hold that if there's ever a setback like that in your, in your life. What about relationships? Some people may have had failed relationships. Someone left. And I truly believe that out of the greatest rejection can come the greatest direction for our life. What about when someone, a significant other, or someone very near and dear to you passes away or dies? That can stretch you to your next level in consciousness. And I know what I speak of there because my husband, Norman, that I was married to for 31 years, passed away four and a half years ago. And I usually don't give advice unless asked, and then I say, well, I don't even like to call it advice, but I'm going to give all of you advice this morning in just a few words. Live without regret. Live without regret. What about financial loss, seeming financial loss? Or you may have had a job termination, or you may have large debts. We live in a time and place that no matter where you go, there is access to workshops, seminars, books, new thought principles on true prosperity, which is to thrive and flourish and be successful in every area of our life. But knowing that, you know, taking that information in, 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 that's not power. Application of the knowledge that we're exposed to is the power. And sometimes we get so much information, I know I've certainly felt that at times, it's like, like 
whoa, where do I start? And sometimes, because of that, sometimes people don't start. They don't even take a step because they're like overwhelmed with the amount that they could be, should be doing. And I say, have you been should on today? <laughs> and it's usually, you know who? Ourselves. We may not say it out loud. So let the doors of disappointment close. Let the doors of seeming failure close. Have them be totally closed and allow yourself to give birth to more in your future than you allowed to have happen in your past. Even if all the doors seem to close, infinite presence and power, divine mind, God, will open a window. You have to be open to that. And, and be in the consciousness of this is not an ending. This is a new beginning. And don't say, I'm going to begin again. Do you want again? No, you want a new, a new. So I know in our life, we can have challenges. I've certainly had mine. And in New Thought, we don't call them problems. We call them challenges. Well, I have a new word for, for them. They're all projects. They're all projects. And there's a whole shift in consciousness that happens when we, I've got problems, I've got these challenges. Well, I have a project. I have a project. And see how your life changes just from that little shift. So examine our, your life and look to see where you've stepped out in boldness and courage and look to see where you've held back, if any place. I want to share with you just a few of my own examples just so, so you can have an idea of, you know, kind of looking in your own area. Where I was bold and stepped forward and didn't allow myself to hold back. I experienced a divorce and I was the first in the whole family to be divorced. You know what that might be like. You might know what that might be like. I married a man that had six children and I had three. Can you add? <laughs> Nine kids. They weren't grown up. They were four years old to 15. Last year when I spoke here at the center, I spoke, my topic was relationships, the best seminar in town. They were a great seminar for me. And I'm so blessed by that seminar. And I'm not saying it was easy. There were some times it was very difficult. And I remember one time being in the living room speaking to my husband and with a tear in my eye saying, I love you but I think I bit off more than I can chew here. And I was bold and stayed. We, we stayed. We stayed together. We started our own real estate company, not known for its size, but for its people, him and I. Here in Edmonton years ago, it was called Norman Realty. Many of you who have heard me speak several times know that I have had several near-death experiences and the major one was in the 70s here in Edmonton. I was, uh, 
a passenger and vehicle and a three-quarter ton truck at 60 miles an hour ran a red light and came through my door. My liver broke in half. I was drowning in my own blood. They took me to emergency and operated on me for eight hours. Resuscitated me twice, totally transfused me three times, packed me with sponges and sewed me up, split from here to here, and told my husband she probably won't make the night. And I say, thank God for new thought. Thank God I had placed myself into environments similar to this to, to know and remember and teach me that I live in God, God is my very life, and God is the only healing power. Therefore, the healing power resides within me. Well, two days later, they split me open again, took out the sponges and said, if she doesn't hemorrhage, she may live. That was in September. And at the beginning of January, three and a half months later, I was jogging down the beach of Hawaii, 100% recovered, vital, and healed. That is what is available to you when you learn some principles of what we call new thought and spirituality, not only in the healing realm, but of course in the realm of relationship and true prosperity. As a result of that, I listened to my heart and entered ministerial training and became a new thought minister. Started this center in 83, and I was a good realtor, and I earned a lot of money. But I listened to my heart. I wanted people to have a place to come where they could be empowered and learn about who they really are as spiritual beings, where they could be empowered to heal their lives, to have relationships that were loving and supportive and nurturing, and to really fully express God's richness and abundance in and through and as their life. Two years later, I had felt a, an urge, a call, to move to Victoria and start a center there. I knew three, two people. In uh, 2009, our center is going to have an Alaskan cruise. You're all invited. It won't be seminars. We're just going to have a gas and fun in May. And then the year after, 2010, will be our 25th anniversary. And we're going to have a cross-Canada New Thought Expo and invite all the ministers across Canada and hopefully at least 15 or 20 will say yes. And that will be the long weekend in May in 2010. And you'll probably hear a lot more about it when I let your minister know. Now when you step out in boldness and encourage, that doesn't mean that you, may, that you won't be criticized by some people. <clears throat> And, of course, these are people that like to tear us down to ease their conscience. 
and possibly they're going through some form of jealousy. Now, jealousy is not a particularly whole negative thing. You can use it very empoweringly, especially if you notice that you're jealous. Because that could tell you that you want, you desire what you're seeing to be, do, or have, and you haven't quite stepped into your boldness or courageousness. You haven't, you know, done what it takes to move there. So it's like, yay, I'm jealous. The universe is showing me what I'd really like to be doing or having or being. I remember one time I asked a gentleman, I said, how come so-and-so doesn't come with you to church, his significant other? He says, come here. He says, she's jealous of you. He says, she wants to be doing what you're doing. And it just bothers her to sit in the audience and watch you. Well, there's going to be some people. There's going to be some people like that. <laughs> Matthew 10:14 in the Aramaic says, "Whoever will not welcome you and will not listen to your words when you leave the house or village, shake off the sand from your feet." So here's the thing. If people try to run you out of town, Get to the front of the line and lead the parade. <laughs> you know, it's like that. Let me find this other thing I wanted to share with you for a moment. Oh, here it is. I want to uh, share with you a few people that were bold, and you probably know almost all of them. The Beatles, they didn't hold back. They were turned down by 10 recording companies. 10. Richard Hooker's humorous war novel, M.A.S.H., was rejected by 21 publishers. I think a lot of us might have stopped at five or six or maybe 20. Went on to 21. Universal Pictures executive dismissed Clint Eastwood and Burt Reynolds at the same meeting, saying to Burt Reynolds, you have no talent, and to Clint Eastwood, he said, you have a chip on your tooth and your Adam's apple sticks out too far and you talk too slow. <laughs> and look at the blessing that Clint Eastwood is in the area of art. 1954, Jimmy Denny, the manager of the Grand Old Opry, actually fired Elvis Presley. You ain't going nowhere, he said. You ought to go back to drive and truck. Can you imagine if Elvis wasn't bold and courageous? We would have never had the king in our life. When Alexander Graham Bell invited, invented pardon me, the phone in 1876, it didn't ring off the, hand, off the hook for potential backers, and the president of that time, President Hayes, said, this is an amazing invention, but who would ever want to use one or have one? And how many of us have cell phones in our bag or back pocket? And then there's a, a story about um, Wilma Rudolph was 20th of 22 children. Can you imagine a family like that? She was born prematurely. 
and her survival was doubtful. And when she was four years old, she contracted double pneumonia and scarlet fever, which left her paralyzed in the left leg. And at the age nine, she removed the metal leg brace that she had been dependent upon and began to walk without it. By age 13, she had developed a rhythmic walk, which doctors said was a miracle. And that same day, she decided to, just a minute, I have all these little notes here. Oh dear, where are you? I thought I had them all in a row. Well, anyway, she decided to uh, enter a race and um, she lost. And then she entered more races and she lost again. She lost for a number of years. Everyone told her to quit, but she kept on running. And then one day she actually won a race and then another and another. And the little girl who had been told that she would never walk again actually went on to win three Olympic gold medals. Wow. Where do we hold back? Where are we not willing to be bold? It's a good thing for us to look at. Walt Whitman said this, dismiss whatever insults your soul. Dismiss whatever insults your soul. Now here's the thing. When you start being bolder than you've ever been before and step out in courageosity, I don't know if that's a word, but I'll invent it right now. Um, some people might say to you, you're just not the same person. That's right, you're not the same person. Hallelujah. <laughs> So, um, it's never too late or too soon for us to say yes to a greater and grander expression of life in, through, and as us. And what that takes is surrender, surrender. And sometimes people look at sur the word surrender as a very negative word, and it's actually an unpopular word. Some people just hold it as being very submissive, passive, resignation, losing, defeat. And possibly those of you that have come to this center often know that there's another whole context to hold it. Surrender. Be yielding. Allow. Allow. I'm sure most of you have heard this. Whatever the mind of man, woman can conceive and believe, they can achieve. How many have heard that before? Yay, yes, most of you. Well, I think there's something missing there. Anything the mind of man, woman can conceive and believe and accept, they can achieve. You can have an idea. You can believe it. And it doesn't manifest. How come? It's the accepting, the allowing, the surrendering. So many people live with a lot of mediocrity in their life. They live surrounded with people who have absolutely no vision, don't know where they're going, don't know where they've been, and it's like, so what? kind of think this type of thing is woo-woo. 
It's not woo-woo. Years ago, 25 years ago, a lot more people thought it was woo-woo. But now we know some very intelligent people with high credentials say this, matter obeys the intent of consciousness. Matter obeys the intent of consciousness. What are we intending? None of you could have been here today without having an intention to be here. Thank you for that. I was speaking to someone that was saying, I'm very tired. I said, how are you? I'm very tired. And I'm just so tired. And I you know, it's like one more time with greater feeling, please. <laughs> well, many of you may have heard this little song that I'm going to teach you, and I do not have the um, vocal voice talent that was so beautifully presented up here, but this was taught to us at a New Thought conference with 3,000 people, and the keynote speaker taught us this. And it was really early in the morning, and some people were saying, oh, God, I haven't had my cup of coffee yet. I'm so tired. Why do they have this so early in the morning? And this is it. I'm alive, alert, awake, enthusiastic. I'm alive, alert, awake, enthusiastic. I'm alive, alert, awake. I'm awake, alert, alive. I'm alive, alert, awake, enthusiastic. <laughs> hey, Ashley, Ashley sang a song and got an applause. Wow. You cannot be tired when you are thinking and feeling and intending aliveness, alertness, and awake and enthusiasm. Absolutely impossible. So there you go. Allow yourself to take a quantum leap. Remove anything in your life that is limiting. Surround yourself with friends and acquaintances and associates that call forth your greatness, that remember who you are even when you forget. Times when I was healing, I would phone a very good friend and say, I need to talk, just to hear you, and I need to remember who I am today, because I'm not remembering that very clearly. Sometimes, you know, sometimes we... Don't remember right then, but this is a place of remembering. So come to the end of yourself, small s-e-l-f. Come out to your large s-e-l-f. I'm asking you to come out of the closet. Come out of the closet of where you go on Sunday, what you believe, the spirituality that you embrace. Come out of the closet and let people know that you are metaphysicians. Uh -huh, me? Metaphysician, metaphysics, means beyond the physical. We're not just physical beings. None of you has a soul. None of you. You are soul. And you know what? There's a big difference. Huge. If I have a soul then who am I? This body? That's going to change. That's going to make a transition. Who I am as spiritual being going through human experience. Who I am as spirit going through this incarnation in this body called Gail Schultz right now. 
I've been very much studying David Hawkins. He's got credentials as long as my arm. I won't go into it. He wrote three wonderful books, Power Versus Force, The Eye of the Eye, The Eye. Now he's written four more, and I'm just studying the fourth one. And uh, Wayne Dyer mentions him in his books, and he traveled all over whenever David Hawkins was speaking and took copious notes. David Hawkins says this about, like a definition of infinite presence and power. He says this, unlimited context out of which arises infinite power and infinite possibility. Unlimited context out of which arises infinite power and infinite possibility. So, I'd like to complete by saying an affirmation and asking you to say it along with me. And I'll say it the full one first. I am a wave on the ocean of consciousness and an entire ocean awaits me. Got it? Okay. I am a wave on the ocean of consciousness. I am a wave on the ocean of consciousness. You know what? I want you to be bolder than that. You know what? If you have a near-death experience, you have to be. And I hope none of you have to raise your elevation of consciousness through that experience. Okay? I am a wave on the ocean of consciousness. And an entire ocean awaits me. Absolutely, thank you. So, we'll just have a little bit of a being together in spirit quietly for the next few moments and realizing there is one presence, one power creative, loving, intelligent, the fullness of wisdom. I am an expression of that. I am a free being in the life of spirit. Therefore, my true nature cannot be compromised by any earthly experience. I am not a victim of my past or any thoughts associated with fear. I am a moving, bold power of intelligence and energy as a co-creator in God, I am an expressed desire of spirit to be known and seen fully and freely in this particular life expression. I am prosperous. I am vitality. I am perfect health. I am loved and loving and lovable. I am enthusiastic and joyful as I express my boldness and my courage as an acknowledgement of who and what I really am. I'm thankful for this experience this morning, for each person gathered here in spiritual community. I'm thankful for insights and for the wonderful music, the wonderful feeling of hospitality and love and relationship here. I'm thankful for my world and universe and my relationship to them. And most of all, most of all,
I am thankful for life itself. And so it is. And I like to always complete by saying namaste to you and those of you who do not know what namaste means. It, I'm paraphrasing now, it was coined by Gandhi. God presence and power within me acknowledges and salutes God's presence and God's power in each and every one of you. God bless you and thank you for being here this morning. Thank you.